0: Welcome back to the Black Belter Podcast, you're listening to episode 47. Today's guest is Matt Cadle. Matt has been a two times world champion, winning the gold medal in Canada in 2007 and in Benidorm in 2013. As well, Matt has been a European champion, winning in Scotland in 2015. He's one of England's most successful fighters and beat pretty much all the top fighters in his division throughout his career. Since retiring from ITF Taekwondo, Matt has been competing in Muay Thai, something which we touch on in the show we also talk about Matt's competitive journey and the highs and lows that entailed. I really enjoyed chatting with Matt. He really is one of the soundest guys you could meet on the ITF circuit. As always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe on whatever platform you listen on, and hope you enjoy. So what's up, Matt? Thanks a minute for coming on.
1: Nah, that's yes. great. great to be on. I've had many, uh, many of the shows over the so lockdown period, certainly in my rounds. It's um, been some good ones, definitely.
0: Yeah, uh, great to hear. But
1: certainly yeah it helped me sort of reminisce Taekwondo days definitely
0: yeah I've had a few people say that alright that uh, looking back especially like if you're talking about tournaments that other people have been at as well they can kind of relate to what you're talking about I think that's kind of the thing of oh, yeah. Taekwondo yeah. but uh, like you were saying there's there like uh, you haven't um, done Taekwondo in a while is there, is there any uh, it made you miss it is there, would you plan on coming back to Taekwondo or are you going to stick with maybe Muay Thai yeah
1: no I'd love to I think I'm um, um, I'm 37 years old now, Jamie, so I think I'm a bit past it. So, and I've, I've finished my last um, last competition was winning the 2015 Euros. So um, I felt that that was a good time to, to uh, retire at the top kind of thing. You know, it took me, well, I was competing internationally since 2005 and the Euros always eluded me. So it took me, Ten
0: years to um, to win it, so uh, I thought it was uh, the right time to to finish. Definitely, it's a nice kind of round thing, isn't it? Yeah, like the, the ten years for win it on the tenth year and and leave it there, like that's good. There's something nice about them kind of round, kind of round, just kind of numbers. I think, isn't it? Like the ten year mark. Yeah,
1: definitely. I um because I I competed in the world, uh, I think it was sort of June-July time just before and um and it didn't go well um yeah I, I lost to um Poland in sort of the early, earliest rounds and um, although I, I felt like I'd, I'd sort of done enough to win I you know you, you have to make it clear so and then at that point um I thought it was a, I'd had enough didn't, you know lost a bit of confidence after that um but unfortunately, uh, uh, my coach uh'm I mean, his master now but uh, philip lear he um he, he persuaded me to to give it one more go along with the likes of Neil awareness because they they were involved in the england team at the time they could see like the, the good thing we had in the team and so um luckily i, I listened to them and and yeah and managed managed to win it it was a good,
0: good one, to end up. Yeah. yeah. I think I remember that fight up against the Polish guy Rafael, I think was it was it R- Rafali's name. I fought him. I yeah, think. I think. It, I fought him in yeah. the, the final of 57. He was he's he, he's tricky. Like he was a he was a tricky fighter. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, definitely very tricky. Yeah. Often often the case with these Polish. Yeah. They're so good. You know, in for so many over the years, and they've always been hard fights
0: yeah yeah like the, they're always strong like even like they never have a time where they're not strong like even when you think somebody's gone like there's just somebody just as good comes in and replaces them
1: <laughs> yeah the, the pool they have of competitors and it's just amazing definitely it's just yeah be great it'd be amazing if we had that here it'd be so good
0: yeah we're kind of the same it's like it's ups and downs like 2017 we were we have like we had our best team like we're all our best competitors that we could have put on put out and since it's kind of dropped off and like it's it's maybe starting to pick up like what it just you, like you have those ups and downs of Poland it's like they're just consistently no they have top fighters who are going to pick up medals
1: yeah yeah but even looking at Ireland now, it, it seems like you've got some great youth coming through and um yeah, it's, the team always seems strong, whatever year it is. But uh, that two thousand seventeen was a special year, wasn't it? it was an yeah. Awesome
0: team. Yeah, so that was when you you won as well. Yeah, I won was in twenty yeah, seventeen. Yeah, and then number one country, well, made, win on, on home soil. That was it, it. Felt a lot better than I thought it would at the time. Like before the tournament, I didn't think it make much of a difference, but uh, it, it definitely did
1: did it put any um, did it give any uh, added pressure
0: on you no I didn't think so because like that before I kind of thought like ah, this could be it's, I kind of felt like I felt like no my kind of thinking was that nobody if you win a world championships no matter where you win it like no, you don't get like an extra world title for winning it at home like nobody goes like oh he was a world champion oh yeah but but he won it in Ireland or you know nobody says that like oh, but he won it in this place it's like you're just a world champion, yeah. like you know it doesn't. But, but when you do win it at home, it definitely does have an extra feeling. Like, but that's leading up to. It, I didn't think like it was like I sure if I don't win this one, I'll just go to the next one, and if I don't win that, one, I'll yeah, go to, sure. that, that was kind of my thinking. it's like, it, it doesn't matter where you win it. If you win a world title, you're still a world champion. It doesn't matter, but definitely oh, yeah, winning yeah. at home, winning at home was yeah, definitely big. Sort of
1: a, a nice uh, that that memory doesn't it? You hold it dear to you to win it in in the country you're from and family and friends there so uh, yeah just just adds to it i suppose it's massive achievement in itself but have, have to have them there as well as this is good
0: did you have that in scotland I, um, in 2015
1: nah, no not really um because it was up in scotland so um not not quite home well that was close yeah it wasn't quite home so um so, yeah, I didn't have family or friends there, and I didn't really feel any sort of added like, pressure. It was just, it made it easier, really, because it was we didn't have to have to. Well, we flew there, but it was like a quick flight. So and we know we knew sort of what we were going into, and and so yeah, so it was just it made it helped really. In fact, you know,
0: yeah, definitely. I thought the same in Scotland. Was that like? It nearly felt like we didn't go to a tournament because like the flight was so short, and then just where the hotel was and where the arena was, it was like didn't really like what you saw was very limited for us. Like you never really got it was like it was like we could have been in Dublin. That was kind of how I felt, you know. You didn't see you, you didn't see anything to tell you that it was not Dublin because you just saw hotel and arena, and there was a Nando's kind of next to the, the hotel. So it was like you kind of saw very little. Like so, it could have been it could have been Dublin in Scotland.
1: The mistake having that Nando's right by dear! I remember um, after the weigh-in and going to Nando's and just, I was in such pain after, ate too much and just wasn't, wasn't smart about it. Yeah. Too much water, too much, too much food is a good combination. Certainly, certainly learned a lesson after that.
0: Especially if you get the extra spicy.
1: <laughs> oh yeah! Oh. <laughs> no, thanks, thanks.
0: <laughs> uh, but like, just to take it all back, like, how did you actually, how did you get started in Taekwondo? Like, what was your, what was your background? What made you start?
1: so Yeah, I was about well, Taekwondo was about twelve, but I got into martial arts um, at eight. Yeah, I was eight. Um, just at that age, I suppose your parents sort of throw you in and try different sports and and. Um, but I was quite into football and and I was playing for a team but I was I was always sort of on the substitute bench and not um not really getting a game so I lost a bit of interest and um here's my mum so an advert in the newspaper. they a local um it was called Korean Korean karate, so so very very close, very similar and the, the um instructor's background way, right, but just sort of got into Korean karate and um so, so, yeah, I did that for about four years um, with my dad. So we both started. So it's quite nice to be able to do something together. And, um, and then he, he um, ended the class, sort of um, lost his way a bit with it. And, um, and so we, he suggested that we go and train in Taekwondo with um, a good friend of his um, called Andy, Andy Delaney, and um, to train there for about um, ten years or so, and um, and then just sort of it came to a point where um, he was a great instructor, but I just needed to to move on to to challenge myself. Hello, yeah, you're there, for you a, a minute, but yeah, I'll just say and say. So I was training with a guy called Andrew Delaney, and who was great. Taught me well, still how important basics were are. And um, but as I was saying, yeah, I was kind of in sort of my comfort zone and wasn't really being pushed by other um, uh, well other um, students there. So. um, I started to look elsewhere um, we uh oh, well i went to train with master dennis master uh, jamie hogan um and then um, we we also went to uh, polish camps the slovakia camp and um, and they just opened my eyes up to the level and how far away i was from it really um so yeah And then I, I got involved with the England team about I reckon probably 2004. Seems ages ago now. um, And and again, I saw the level there, and I was a long way from it. And um, I remember the first year I didn't make the team, or um, and so it came kind of gave me incentive to to, well, improve and get better and. And, yeah, that was it, really. So The story goes from there.
0: Yeah. But even then, like, would you have always been competitive as a colour belt? Was competition something you always did?
1: Yeah. I was, um, yeah, with, with my first instructor, he he took me everywhere, anywhere possible, um, may, mostly across the UK. But at that time, there, was, there always seemed to be a lot of competitions on the go, in Scotland, Newcastle, down south. It was, it was quite... A, a good time and we always competed in other organizations competitions as well so just opened up more competitions to us yeah you you have to do that anyway whether it's taekwondo or or now wacko and um yeah it's important
0: yeah i remember even when i was a color belt like you there was way more tournaments or at least it felt like there was way more tournaments but like every couple of weeks you were going to a you were going to something and um, whereas now it's like over here we have kind of the, the four big or sorry the three big competitions in the year and then isn't a the whole lot like, you have to kind of look like maybe sometimes you have to go outside the kind of the main art like the ita like the main organization you have to go to some other like other organizations to to pick up tournaments i yeah. um, don't really know what that is because i like that like i think like lots of, like competing often i think is is necessary like especially when you're at a young age and you're trying to develop and you just get used to stepping on the mats and competing
1: definitely even with some organisations where the level wasn't quite the same no disrespect but um, yeah when the level wasn't quite the same you you still get that um, that ring time and the experience of trying different things out on the mat which is is so important where you can't always risk trying them at at the the bigger competitions
0: yeah that's Um, the thing like yeah yeah, you still get something out of it, even like the, like you said the competitions. You mightn't be the same standards. You definitely still get something out of them.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. You, exactly. Yeah.
0: Would you have always been a? Would you have always been a fighter, or would you have had a time where you did patterns as well, or would have there been any success? Uh, successful yeah. patterns.
1: Yeah, I was always made to sort of do all, all, all the disciplines. Really, not not made to, but I wanted to just because it was taekwondo. Like you know, especially as a as a junior as a kid that. And it, you know, it's um, it's great to do everything, but as I got older, I, I realized my passion was was for sparring, and, um, and so seeing the level, uh, I realized that I had to to focus purely purely on that really, and yeah. being my passion. It it made it a lot easier, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, would you have been successful? Like would you have won would you have won many tournaments as a colour belt or like any younger days like or were you just kind Yeah, of
1: a well, you know? did, did actually i remember winning um, a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a you know of a little bit of So, so yeah, so a did bit a few, and I think um I was a little a bit of team as well of um, a team. We did the European Cup, and we 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 meddled in, in that, so uh, somehow I was, hide- I was hiding at the back, it couldn't really be seen. But um, but yeah, we also did this this um, competition where it was open to every organ. Well, each organisation had to put a team of black belt- five black belts in, and we would do. Uh, you'd have to do your your, your team pattern, your um, breaking power, and then your sparring. I think it was um it was at the O two or or just uh, one of the arenas next to it. And um, and that was brilliant. Again I was um I was forced to do, do the team pattern but we sort of made it through and, and I think we lost to T A T V in the finals. But yeah, can't quite agree with that. Zach got disqualified <laughs> for knocking one of their, their guys out and um say it's strict so yeah i didn't quite think it was a knockout but uh, they played on it a bit but anyway it's still part of the game um, not, not a full contact sport anyway is it so
0: yeah but look when zach is coming at you like he's a big guy
1: i <laughs> that uh, week in week out and, and um oh used to be uh painful training sessions definitely
0: yeah i'd imagine so because like, uh it definitely. I always thought that was a, a one with Zach, like he like a song guy outside the ring, like. But then you saw some. He was a completely different person when it, the match started. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah, um yeah. Just so like, trying to get out of those axe out of the way of those axe kicks. Just, just mental. Just just sort of just hovers and he just yeah. places it where he wants. You know. You know. Just, yeah. He's um, so fit as well. For. And he just
0: looks so relaxed. Yeah, that's it like isn't it? Yeah. Just so chilled. Like it doesn't look Yeah. It's just yeah. Like, it's just like that boom. Just keep yeah. going. Just that cute and keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just comes forward. Comes forward. Yeah. The,
0: so like when you first sort oh. of started up with the when you first sort of started up with the England team, um, would you have been junior or were you kind of into seniors straight
1: away? No, I was I was straight into senior, I didn't um get my black belt until I was I think I was 18 so um so yeah I, I then went straight into to seniors um and then I it, uh with my black belt I sort of did a lot of local sort of competitions um and then went into trialing for the England team
0: yeah did, did you feel like the you kind of maybe missed out because, like, not having a junior career, it can be hard to step yeah. up and be successful as a senior if you haven't had a couple of years of junior behind
1: you. Oh, most certainly, yeah. It, um, that's why it was like playing catch up. You saw all these England boys that who had a junior career, and, um, and it just made me realise how f- far behind I was. Um, it just having that. That competition experience is is massive. Yeah. So, yeah, I did feel like I missed, missed out on that, but I it's a part of the journey, isn't it? You know, it's.
0: Yeah, like that. Maybe the, the, the fact is you kind of felt like you had to play catch up, maybe made you work even twice as hard. So then, like, you know, you, you got there in the end, like then.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It did make me a lot more hungrier and determined
0: yeah well I like, got into like obviously Canada and 2007 were you kind of expecting to win there or was that kind of a I suppose no it's not, like, no at
1: all. well because I, I wasn't even meant to go to be honest um, I so my first so my first competition was Germany 2005 and I made the team because in fact, I don't think there was another minus seventy one at, at the time. It was minus seventy one. So, um, so I went as a seventy one fighter, and um, first round I come up, come up against Sweden, and he was like six foot. He was six foot four, just really tall. And I wasn't a 70, 71 fighter either. And I went out first round, and, and it made me realise that that wasn't the way I should be fighting out. So then next next year I I um, competed at 63 and um, and at the time there was it was a strong division but I, I managed to get to Romania and the euros 2005 and then um, I come up against um, I think it was Florian Florian the Romanian who, who won it in the end um, and um, so, so, but I could see, I, I was, you know, I was getting closer and it was a close fight between us. So anyhow, the following year, um, 2007, so Felix Kelly, I don't know if you, yeah, you yeah. know Felix? I've, yeah. heard, I've heard of Felix, and yeah. He, he was brilliant. So in Romania, he won, he got, he won, I think, um and he won sparring. He won the, um, he I think he won, He got three or four medals from it anyway. So then he turned turned senior, and he was so good. Um, and so we fought for the position. It, it again, it was close, but he won. And um, so he went to the Euros. I think it was in Slovakia or yeah. somewhere. And he won. He won the Euros. and um, he was just so good. Just Great hands because he he was um, a well he got he was boxer as well and that's what he went into after Taekwondo um, to focus on. But um, so yeah, so it was he won the Euros and it looked like he was going to to the Worlds as well. And I think he he just sort of turned eighteen, and um, but he was still in the final year of of college or whatever it may have been then. And um, so he can go, so and it opened up the position to me. Um, I think it, me and Stuart had to fight for it, um, Stuart Ryan. And so you know, I won that and then went out to, to Wales and up. I, I don't think anyone expected me to win it. I was I was certainly the underdog. No, it, it took my advantage, really, because I'd not had that much experience on the international scene. and. Um, and so no one really knew knew me and and my style. So, so yeah, no, I, I don't think it, even the coaches. I think I probably surprised.
0: Yeah, It's kind of mad how it comes around like that, though, isn't it? Like, you, one minute you go from not maybe not even going to top step of the podium. It just yeah. Sometimes things just click into place that it just all works itself out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I believe I believe it definitely. I mean, you have to if you. To, to win but um, I, at the time I'd, I'd been training with um, a guy called Soif Aram uh, who's a good, good friend of mine and um, so he was a junior he was just I think he was like 17, 18 and he was junior and so me and him trained six days a week with, with his dad Habib um, and although he's he he didn't really have any experience in Taekwondo. He, he'd, um, he'd been with soifer the, the whole way through his journey in Taekwondo and so he studied it, watched videos, you know, and analysed certain vices and so we trained with him, he would hold the pads, put the, the, the body shield on as well and then and we would just train six days a week, sparring, sparring drills. Um, you know I think one session i I'm not so far out we just we trained hard but um it it, it was good good training you know and um, and he went on to win um the worlds he he was just on fire just brilliant and he'd come up against uh, Julio Carlos yeah. in the final finally and um yeah yeah great final i think that went to um an extra round and and he won it um and so and then i went on to win the senior division and just showed you that that what we were doing our training that we were doing was was right and effective and it and it worked you know it was um and to see sorry for when it gave gave me the confidence that i could do it as well so yeah no, it, was, it was good we got yeah. a really good feeling for both of us to win it it would have been. Yeah, it would have been hard if he'd won it and I'd, I'd not, or the other way around.
0: Yeah, again, like that, it works itself out. Would, would you say that was the hardest? Like at that point in time, would that have been the hardest you would have trained was leading up to that tournament?
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, just um, yeah. We we used different approaches, and we were smart about it as well. You know, we we, we did watch a lot of film and and talked about different combinations and counterattacks and drawing opponents in and just different strategies really and that i have not really not really done done much work on before you know or not really thought it as as um, sort of deeply as as we did
0: yeah but then like there was I suppose you kind of you said already there was kind of some gaps I suppose between when you won like stuff like 2007 to 2013 like why do you think there was maybe that big a gap I suppose yeah. between when you managed to get back on the top step of the podium
1: yeah I mean I am I, I, um, so after 2007 I, I didn't um, compete in another world until 2013 I was just a bit, a bit unfortunate with back injury um, our group training that I had with Soifer and his dad sort of um, ended. He he moved away um, with university, and and so um, I, I didn't have an instructor. I didn't have a a full time instructor until I met Darren Anderson. Um, and I, I regressed a little bit. I think I, I put myself under a bit of pressure being world champion. I I am um, I, I let it affect my um, my performances men- mentally, um, so I had to work on that as well. Um, and then, in, yeah, when I um came to meet Darren, um, we formed a um, a club, or well, he formed a club, but it I was quite heavily involved with the rest of the team, which included Zach SB um, and um,
0: Shane later on from Ireland. I'm sure you know well. Yeah, he's from my club. Um, we start like like he, He's <laughs> so we tra- we trying to get in the same club. Like when we would have been, well, he would have been a good bit older. But uh, yeah, we're actually from the the same club.
1: Club, <laughs> realize for you. uh
0: my no, uh, my M- mugs are right. <laughs> it's
1: a really good guy. Good,
0: good to train with. Ah, yeah, so guy. Uh, i see uh, that one's always takes a few minutes because he was always Mog around the, around the club and then like when he went over there it was Shane so then anytime you hear Shane it's kind of it takes it, it takes a second to kind of click of who you're talking about yeah yeah likewise with I uh, hear Mog yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah you know? I, but yeah now nah, he we yeah we all worked so well together And we all put in our own ideas to Darren as well he his um, background is um a strength conditioning um and uh sports performance so he yeah he always listened to to us and um and it worked really well you know zach won a lot of a lot of competitions during that time although well, he was always winning so it didn't really matter but um, but yeah no it was a good good team. So it's kind of the same sort of thing I had with with um, so, so for Nabib a little bit, um, and I would do We we'll would do a lot of one to one with Darren and um, pad drills and and yeah, and strategy and fitness because he was a strength conditioning coach, he would write us these programs and edge men- mentor, just so so tough. because like, 2015, I don't think I've ever been that fit, he just. Yeah, it works really hard. Yeah, and going back to 2013, uh, um, yeah, I did regress a bit, and then I recall um, Julia Cross said to
0: me after I won the the
1: uh, the worlds in Canada, she said to me, "Now it gets even harder to win it. You know, you've got to show you can win it again to prove it. It wasn't a fluke, and that." That, that was always on my mind I think that consistency which is, as a sports person in any sport it, it's the hardest it's one of the hardest things to remain consistent and, and injury free which was, was my problem I had a, a few back injuries which made me miss the, the worlds in between that I think 2009 and, and eleven, which is disappointing because uh, Leek won a, I think 2009 was it
0: 2009,
1: yeah. it so been great to have been involved in that competition, definitely.
0: Yeah. I always kind of felt that you and Luca kind of very similar styles, was, um, in, the, in your kind of approach. Yeah, uh, kind of, yeah like, because I remember 2010 was my first time, um, been at a European Championships, and it was kind of Eddie said to me, It was like, Oh, that guy there, Matt from England, there, like he he's good, like he's one of the worlds, like he he fights very, like, and he even said, He fights very, like, Luke Woods. <laughs> it was, uh, that's how he kind of described your style to me at the time, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Luke's awesome, like, he's so strong as well. I just remember him just having hard sidekicks and, um, and strong hands, yeah. And I, I remember fighting him, uh he did a uh like a fight night and and um, so some of the um, the irish team came over and i fought luke in, in on that night and i remember he, he split um uh, split my eye open and it's yeah good little scar there i remember i remember luke for that definitely
0: well and,
1: like, uh, i think he won the two did he win the 2010 euros
0: no he came he he came second. He lost to Brian van der Vesterlaken in the final.
1: That's
0: who I lost to uh, Yeah, Yeah. Uh, another tricky fighter. I fought I fought him in we were at a Dutch Open. I fought him in, in team. And uh it was one of the hardest matches I've ever had. It was only two minutes, but still that's what I was thinking. And like obviously there's a size difference in that, but still I was thinking like this guy's uh he was so he was just so smart. Like that's why I kind of felt it's like this guy's uh I felt like he was nearly yeah. always a step ahead in the fight. That's kind of how I felt like I was always... He was just so tough.
1: And he had such long limbs as well. He was tall for a 63 fighter. Mm. Just had big legs and long arms. And so, yeah, it make, makes it even harder. Yeah, Especially for, a, you know, a lightweight, a light fighter.
0: Yeah, I think he was up at 70 even at that time. I was still at I was 57. And he was um he was going up to seventy, so there was even a bigger difference than maybe there would have been earlier on in his uh, his time. But uh, no, it was good. It was good to it was good to step in the ring with him. Like it was good to have uh to have that match. But uh, yeah, definitely a tough one. Yeah, seems that's what it's all about, isn't it? I used yeah. to love the team. Yeah, that's it. Like they give it those those chances to step in with some other people, and, and I suppose the fact yeah. that it is only the two minutes, it goes, it, it does go quick. Yeah, it does,
1: and. Um... You know, likewise for yourself. I was normally, I was certainly the well, certainly the smallest fighter in our team, and so, so yeah, you just got nothing to lose, and then just sort of like uh, give it your all, don't you? Really, just just want to get out there and fight this fighter and and beat him.
0: Yeah, like the because I was always the smallest, and we had like a a lot of good bigger guys, like around seventy kilos, seventy eight it was hard, like I wasn't yeah. get I wasn't doing too much on the team. Um well, last year like I managed to get on the team toy totally, and like I didn't really miss it because I never really like expected to be on the team being a smaller guy. But then last year was, like, I kinda got that taste for it. like it's like there's a good buzz off the team is like oh, I want to do this more often.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it's exactly that. It's such a good buzz. And then um, the sort of the teamship, the camaraderie mm. within it it is mm. just um yeah, i loved it. Yeah. Okay. So say you think you'll be more involved with the team? Is it a more experienced competitor for Ireland?
0: Hopefully, that's like I think I think I definitely bring that. Um like that. Uh, like I'm a big enough fifty seven, I suppose. Like I'm kind of I could be sixty three. and um, so like by the time the team comes around I probably am sixty three. <laughs> so like Yeah, exactly. So yeah, definitely I have a lot of experience. I know a lot of the guys, like so that's it, like I like. I'd like to be involved in the team. if the, if the coaches keep letting me.
1: Yeah, definitely. To have someone with your movement as well is is a nightmare for any bigger fighter. You know, it's um, yeah, I think so. Uh,
0: and like just going back to into like twenty thirteen, like you said, going into two thousand seven, that uh, you kind of felt like not a lot of people would have known you, did, and like you were, I suppose. Did do you think you kind of had the same thing in twenty thirteen that not a lot of people were kind of maybe taking much notice of what Uh, you've been doing like I know Julio maybe going into that tournament was like uh, would have been I suppose the favourite even not just going into like going into the tournament and then as well maybe going into the final yeah because he was he won
1: the 2011 didn't he so he he was defending world champion so um, yeah maybe maybe people might have forgotten who, who I was Forgotten about me, but on on my side of the fight, I did have a lot of European fighters, and I I um I hadn't missed the Euros, just the world. So um, and I fought, and um, so I fought Kazakhstan in the first round. It was a tough fight. And then I fought. I think it was um, Finland. Um, again another another tough fight. And then, um, latter stages they come up against uh, Norway, um, Ovind,
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you know that that?
1: Chi- yeah, yeah, it's good. It. of mine, but I don't even, can't even pronounce his name, you <laughs> know. Um, but yeah, so and he uh, he just come off the back of losing in the European finals against So and so, and he's he's a really good fighter. So that that was a tough fight, and we knew each other fairly well. And um, yeah, fortunately, I, I managed to win that. Um, and then I come up against Sanel, who was um, yeah defending European champion at the time, and um, and so that was a tough fight. I think it went into he he beat me in a previous competition before. Um, so I, I owed him one definitely <laughs> and then, and so I think that went into an extra extra round and um, and again you yeah, I won that but it's such a hot I don't know if you remember it but it was, the stadium was so hot it, oh just I remember sweating buckets and then after after that round after the semi final I I I was grabbed by the the doping. The doping guys and I had to go go and have a a uh, drug test. Uh, So that was quite a a new experience for me, and I was shattered. Like, yeah, yeah. They
0: couldn't have waited until after the Uh, final. Sorry, mate. They couldn't have waited until after the final. Like,
1: I know exactly. And I was, um, I didn't have, I'd sweated everything out. I didn't have any sort of um, anything to to pass water.
0: So that they were waiting for a little little while. <laughs> <laughs> I say, yeah. yeah, after the Worlds in so- Ireland, after the wars in Ireland, after I won, and it was nearly all the guys, like, it was, I got tested, Adam was tested, Ryan was tested, there was a couple, uh, I think, uh, Sebastian, the guy who won, plus 85 was tested, uh, there was one of the girls, like, right after we won, it was just like, this guy's coming over, and you're going, like, Oh, yeah, this, I'm with the doping, I'm with the anti-doping and so you end up in this room like you've just won the world and that's kind of how you spend the next the first half hour is like inside the doping room but it was kind of cool as well though because you had all those people who had just won as well so it was like it was kind of like this exclusive kind of club I suppose nearly you know that you yeah. got into but, but definitely not how you, I would have expected to spend the first 30 minutes after winning the world championships inside, and, uh, inside the doping <laughs> inside the doping room
1: You're Like you say, a special club definitely
0: <laughs> yeah but um, when Julio was on like he kind of said he kind of found the mats that he fought maybe this is how he feels about the match but he said the mats were different to on the centre stage to what he had fought on on the rest of the the rest of the day did you feel like did you feel that the, the mats were any uh, a problem uh, I
1: heard I heard that a little bit and um, I they were a little bit a little bit slippery, but they didn't affect my game, I don't think. Yeah. You know, I, I mean it's different for Julio because yeah, that's he was he's all about movement, you know, more so than I was, but and I was just trying to track him and, and keep it simple. So so yeah, that, that may have been a disadvantage to him, but we're both on the same ring.
0: You know. Yeah, definitely. And um, like that, I think like we said already, like you and Luke Woods kinda had a very similar style and Luke had pushed him very close in the semi final. So like maybe it yeah. was no surprise that a similar style later on then you happen like Luke just missed out and then but you managed to just nick ahead like so maybe it was the style more so than anything else, I I think at the time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I
1: see the Luke Woods was the fight after and yeah, it was really close, a really good fight as well. So that's a shame in a way. It would have been great to have fought Luke in
0: the final. Yeah, so. but the thing about Luke, even at that tournament, was and this is what I was kind of even shocked with how he did it against Julio. Was he was only just back from he was back training taekwondo about four months. He was in Australia for a couple of years, came back and went right. Yeah. go to the worlds and he was he went because there was no seventy spots. It's like right, well I'll go sixty three. And I remember the first squad session that he was at. It was like he was not at the races at all. Like even when I sparred jumped him in a couple of times, I felt like, Jesus, this is not the Luke Woods I would have expected from before. And yeah. he just he just turned it around, like like that to like to get a bronze. And I suppose after being world champion, that was a bit of a letdown for him. Like, but to push someone like Julio after like basically back training full time for months was was crazy. It was it was so much right, even yeah. like you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I remember. I remember the time because, yeah, I remember him being away for a long time, and yeah, it was a surprise to see him in this, you know, in the semifinals. Like, so. but then uh, knowing how good Luke is, it, it wasn't at the same time.
0: You know, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, but um,
1: uh, and but for me, though, for, to to. It, it really justified that to me to win to win the, Euro, uh, the world sorry, and to win that one sort of really justified that I am good enough you know and and it's always the the mental side is always a hard part of it and so that was kind of what what I was battling against at times you know is, and to have the confidence to believe that and um, and having beaten. Like the, the Vice European champion, the European champion, and then the world champion, it, it, it really made it it, it special. And someone of, of Julio's stature and, and the level he's at was uh, yeah yeah really good. And I have to thank i have to thank um well my coach, Phil Lear for that. He just um particularly at the the beginning when I fought Kazakhstan and he he gave me a bit of a bollock in because I just wasn't at that level. And, and, um, sort of, I, you know, made me
0: Yeah. Well, like even then going into the final, did you have, did, was there a specific kind of game plan that you would have came with for, for Julio? Or were you kind of mostly just thinking about just do what you do well or?
1: Um, Bit of both really, bit of both. Um, it was just to be smart and keep it simple and, and track him really. Don't track him into the you know, corner, corner him off. Um, and, and wait for the for my opportunity and, and be, be strong with sidekicks and, and and hands and, and turning kicks which were, were quite effective I found. Yeah. Which yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know that that that's that's what worked for me definitely. And then, sort of the last the last part of the second round, it sort of changed to my to my advantage, and and Hulia had had to come and, and, and fight, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think the
1: last sort of ten seconds, I, I got with a a back kick, uh, sorry, side going backwards, and, and that really won it for me.
0: Yeah, I remember the fight. It was it was a clo- it was a close match. Definitely, it was a very close one. Um, but even like that, I think like you said, yeah. it's a, it's, a, it's a great one to win, like to beat the reigning world champion in the final. It's kind of that's the way you'd want to do it. Yeah, definitely.
1: absolutely. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to win it, that that would be the way. Um, and someone someone like him. Um, yeah, I mean it. It it might not have been the greatest of fights, but. Um, but yeah,
0: certainly a, a, a bit tactical. Yeah, i like then as well, like you said, winning, like winning the world championships and then repeating it, like that kind of lets you know that you were at the level. It, would win it. Would add in the European title, kind of, add to that as well as like you kind of have you have one of, you have both. Then you have a your European title.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's that's certainly um, yeah. It was a, the you know cream of the the the, the ice the icing of the cake for me really is to win was to win the euros because it had been every year i just because euros yeah they were every year and they every time it just eluded me and i and i'd be so frustrated and so disappointed and seeing someone else on the the, the um the podium hearing someone else's national anthem. It, it it probably gave me that extra determination to 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 get it in
0: the end, definitely. Yeah. I thought like I don't think I suppose it the top guys I suppose, have nearly all won world and Europeans, but like I think like I know in Ireland with people who've won European titles, with people who've won world titles, but there isn't as many who have won both. And imagine it's the same in England. And I imagine it's kind of the same in a lot of countries is the people who've won world titles and european titles like there isn't a whole lot i don't think
1: it's a yeah it's, it's a funny isn't it it in a way it doesn't it doesn't quite make sense to win a world championships and and not europeans or certainly it did for me i you know i just can understand how how it took me so long but the, the level's so high that every competition is different and. And um, comes with different challenges.
0: Yeah, how did you find in Scotland fighting somebody from from England in the final? How how did you find that fighting Ruben?
1: Yeah, that that was quite tough because you know he, he's good friend, so you never you never want to fight um, a friend, in the, certainly in the final as well. And, and cycling, um, we we trained so much together during the squads over the years that. So, we both knew each other so well, and fortunately, I, um, I, I had competed against Ruben in a lot of local or, um, or regional competitions, and I'd always won. Um, so I had that confidence that you know I I could I could beat him in the final. Um, but yeah, we as I say, we just knew each other so well that it, it made it a um, it, a tough fight really.
0: Yeah. It's like that anytime it's happened for people in art like it's great that it happens but it's kind of but it's always this weird feeling as well, you know, like it's because as a team you, as a team you can't cheer for the person who's won because you've the person who just lost. It's there's just this weird dynamic that sometimes happens when you're against somebody from the same country.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, and I I, I struggled to to remember these fights but it, again, it was a bit of a strategic one. and It was just mainly sidekicks who, who sort of scored first, really. Um, but yeah, they they can always be a bit cagey. Yeah, and it's kind of fun. no one wants to give risk it or, or give too much away.
0: Yeah, and especially like you said, you're you know, like it. It can always be cagey in a final, anyway. But then you have the added thing of that you know each other so well, so that would have been. A match between the two of you probably would have been cagey anyway, but then you add know that it's a final of European champions like that adds indicate you know it makes it even more. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh
1: god, yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah amplifies it even more. So you know, but um, yeah, it's good to win. <laughs> like, I can finally give up, give retire then. Yeah
0: had that been on your had that been on your mind though had you had you thought like if i win this i'm going to retire or
1: yeah yeah because i'd uh, already in my head i was i was stuck stopp- i was stopping after the world and 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 i was yeah persuaded to come back and so i i I'd said like okay but just this one and then i, I think i'm done just also it, it takes its toll, number of competing and squad, squads, you know, three hours every, every Sunday, traveling to the middle of the country. It, you know, it just takes its toll, really. As much as I enjoyed it, um, you kind of want to do other things. And, yeah,
0: but if, you, so,
1: if you, it, it, it was if, right.
0: Yeah, but, but if you hadn't won, do you think you would have been persuaded to come back for another one after?
1: Probably, you know what I mean, <laughs> easily persuaded as well, mate. Like, so, um, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, the, 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 there's the, one
0: more, as they say. That's it. Like, there's always one more.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: What what kind of prompted yeah. What kind of prompted the switch then to? How did you end up in kind of fighting in Muay Thai then?
1: Um, I sort of, I'd always sort of dabbled it in it across over the years because I've got a good friend and um, who um. He runs a, a a gym with his dad, a club with his dad, and so, and they they always sort of, well he always tried to, he know encourage me to go. So I sort of dabbled in a training session every other week, or you know when I when I could fit it in, really, which is always difficult when you're doing taekwondo five or six times a, a week. But um, so yeah, so that that was kind of how I got into it, and I really enjoyed it, and then after. After the wells in two thousand seven, in in two thousand eight, I um I decided to go to Thailand for a couple of months just to, to train training time and was saying and and at that point I I'd, I'd only done a few sessions, but I thought I'll oh, it. Let's just um, get you know it's an opportunity to get away and and try something new and uh, and so I'd always sort of. Wanted to go back
0: to it at some point yeah what was thailand like where did you enjoy that have you been back since
1: yeah you know, i love it i've been been over there like well five six times now and and yeah every time you go it's just a it's a hard experience but a good one at the same time you, you come back so super fit um yeah it's it's another level out there definitely it's just just watching the kids do it they're just they're just nuts they're just so good they just live and breathe it as well so um and you you get put in a ring with one and they just they they throw you about you know
0: yeah did you were you tempted to fight over there at all
1: i i'd like to that that was kind of my ambition this year um and always, well, it's taken me a long time to sort of, um, well, I wouldn't sound good at it, but I'm getting better at it, you know. But so it's taken me a long time to get to that point, and um, because I really had to change the style, the style between Taekwondo and Muay Thai is so different. It's taken a long time to sort of, um to get used to Musaya, you know, and, and so, so yeah, my ambition was to, to go in this year and, and just have a flight over there. um, But yeah, I don't think it's going to happen now, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? Maybe at the end of the year, but I think that might be a tough ask really. Yeah. You, know, you need to be, you need to be, like have a good training camp over there, and then go over and have a like couple of weeks training camp there, and then be ready, ready to fight. Um. So yeah, that that's my because I'm still I'm still like fighting C and B class here. So um, yeah, that that was also my aim to have to fight this year in, in A class and um, feel like I'm 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 kind of ready for it now. Ready, ready to get elbows in the face anyway.
0: Yeah, that's kind of I suppose the big jump up, isn't it? And then the elbows to the face and stuff.
1: Yeah, we 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 practice in it. You put the the elbow pads on and 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 fight, but um, it's not quite the same, is it? No. It's a nice bit of padding there.
0: Did you find much of a difference then, changing from like the I suppose tatami, it's kind of ring to you've got ropes and you can't go anywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I, at first I was very sort of um, bouncy, I suppose, you'd say. So I, I, I moved a lot. And so yeah, I'm sure you've seen a lot of, lot of fights. The, the guys just stand in the middle of the ring most of the time and, and there's not too much movement. And so, although sometimes that does come to my advantage, at, sometimes if I want to move, but I've got good movement. But um, but yeah, it, it, it's taken a long time to sort of drill drill out some things from taekwondo that that don't work in in muay. Thai.
0: Yeah, I suppose like obviously there's a good base, but once you start adding in, once you can get leg kicked, I suppose that kind of kind of forces you to to change like even maybe your stance and that from the way you would have been in taekwondo.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, had to change everything. Really, <laughs> uh, it, it gives you uh, Taekwondo's is give me such great base. You you've got such a big vocabulary of, of kicks you can throw in the um, some some fight I might not expect it. You know, so it's a- always good to have. Yeah. Um, what about yourself? Have you, have you tried it, Jamie? At all? Do you
0: think of? Um, I'd be tempted. And I'd love to. I'd love to try a couple of different things I suppose uh, at some point in time at the moment I've been um, just Taekwondo but maybe at some point I'll try maybe some Muay Thai or I'll try some I don't know even maybe Jiu Jitsu or MMA I'd, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to try something else alright um, just to experience it um, I think it'd be good yeah. but at the moment no I haven't um,
1: you see it sound like listening to your other podcast you yeah, have
0: good knowledge of all, all martial arts so yeah i love see. to just i love to just watch um I love to just watch fighting but it's no matter what it is like if it's boxing Muay Thai MMA I just love to watch fighting just I just love it yeah
1: <laughs> hard not to isn't it I'd, I'd rather watch that than than any other sport really it just doesn't excite me the way like fighting sports do really it's yeah it's good, especially with the likes of one championship and um, UFC there's so many things you can just Watch now. It's just so more accessible than back in my day.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like there's, and especially like there, it's kind of the. I suppose more sports are coming back, but the last while, it's been obviously the UFC's been back mostly, and then there's been some boxing has came back. But like it's been, it's been combat sports that have been kind of going throughout the whole coronavirus. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's you. You haven't had to like. It's been easy to find a time to watch them.
1: yeah definitely yeah exactly yeah. yeah
0: yeah how long do you think you'll keep fighting with uh, how long do you think you keep fighting with Muay Thai
1: yeah um, just for as long as I, as I feel I can keep going really I still feel um, fit and in good shape and um, pretty injury free um, so so yeah so I I just want to um, try and fight my ambitions are to fight A-class A, a class and to fight in Thailand and um, so I think once I've done that, I'd I kind of, I'd like, like to have a few fights, mind you, but um, yeah, they're my ambitions so yeah, yeah, I think w- once I've done that, I think uh, I, I'd be happy to to call it a day at some point, especially when other things get in the way as well, life gets in the way, doesn't it? And, yeah. It's all right if you're a professional fighter or athlete, but yeah, just work gets in the way as well. So of course it makes it harder. I'd also like to to one day open up my own, my own club, my own, my own gym, um, and teach sort of uh, Taekwondo, of course, and and perhaps like K1 and, and Muay Thai. So that, that would be the aim.
0: Yeah. Is teaching something you would have done a lot of anyway, like would you have done much coaching throughout your time?
1: Um I've always I, I was involved um in my first club a bit and I used to take a few sessions and um, and help out whenever especially with the juniors and I, I've always sort of been involved with any club I'm at, you know, trying to help. But um but yeah, no, I've not done it on a proper proper full-time basis kind of thing, you know, so yeah, I'm sure it's very different.
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose like when you, it, it, it's a different bargain when you're in charge of the younger kids and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, bringing them. Through. Oh, man. Will you need to brush up on the patterns? Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, said to, I said to myself, um, I was going to practice them every day during the lockdown and I, I've not done one, one single pattern. so. Yeah, okay. Not good, I'll, I'll get to it, I'll get to
0: it eventually It's just yeah. like I'll go for a run instead or I'll go and hit the bag or, or, or whatever and Yeah, yeah. But the patterns can be tiring but I think you've, like, like you said, run, hey, running or hitting the bag yeah. Running or hitting the bag though, I think you feel it, it can maybe sometimes give you give you that sense you've done a bit more or You've put in some hard work as opposed to doing a couple of dang guns or a couple of gabex or a couple of whatever patterns, you know
1: Yeah I will will do it I will do it I need to I need to it's a nice art form to do and um, it's a big part of Taekwondo and um, so yeah it still means means something to me definitely so yeah I I need to get back to it try and get back back up to um, the uh, black belt patterns
0: yeah so we could see you at a Europeans or world championships as a coach go go down the line
1: Uh, yeah you know what I'd love to I'd love to actually I'd love to I feel like I've got a lot of experience to give back and so I'd, I'd love to be in soul, involved in, in some way or just be you know, on the sparring team or um, I don't know, just, I'd like, I would like to be involved at some point. Um, I think that's, that I need to, if that's what I want to do, I need to you know, make those, take those steps to, to get in there. Um, which I kind of understand you know it's a long process there's a lot of good coaches out there I also feel that there's not many people that have that have my experience you know
0: yeah definitely yeah I think it'd be good yeah it'd be good to have somebody like like you said with your experience and and your success as well like to have that around around the team who would be good I suppose for Team England to have that around especially juniors coming through and help yeah. build, help build the team
1: yeah thanks Jamie I think it's it's like any sport or any martial art it's, it's how it keeps going and evolving is people get back to it you know and I think that's you know all part of the cycle so um, so I yeah I, I, I would love to do it
0: yeah. I think it'd be um, quite. It'd be quite fulfilling. Yeah, and, yeah, de- uh, definitely. Like, like I said, like co- doesn't...
1: sorry. Are you coaching then, Jamie? You-
0: yeah, we're coaching and teaching classes in um, in Shannon in our club. Um, been doing that good for years now. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing: teaching, coaching classes, coaching kids mostly. But uh, yeah.
1: And do you, do you do that full time?
0: Yeah, pretty much and i i I'll, I'll probably look at it in my um probably look to open my own club soon and I'm gonna go from there and see can we bring somebody from white belt to world champion <laughs> that would be that would be the goal i suppose uh yes I think that's why kind of what you have to kind of aim for like obviously it's it you don't and I think this is sometimes the challenge of with opening a club is everybody wants to go' I'll open a club and within six months or a year I'll have people on the national team but I suppose that's not really the way it works you know there's it's a long commitment to to just get people to black belt then to get them good enough to get onto a national team to get them good enough to win medals at the at championships it's it's the if you just look at a championships you think oh, I want to coach at one of these and coach a, a student at one of these but there's a long process behind getting a person to there yeah.
1: Um, very rewarding to see them from from white belt to to
0: that level yeah and that's the thing like definitely is rewarding but if you're getting into I think going oh, I want to be I want to be sitting in the chair but my student is on the floor and the final of a world championships it's well like that's kind of the glamorous side of it it's like there's a lot of other days when you know yeah. it, when, you're oh. in, when you're in maybe a cold hall and that student is only a green belt and you're trying to progress them that's you know there's that side of it too that a lot of people I suppose. If you look at a world championships, European championships, that people you sometimes forget. And I think um, you have to be ready to make that commitment. I think is the thing when you're opening a club and looking to to commit to having kids and being responsible for them progressing. You have to be ready for those times as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: see, I see where you're coming from, definitely. And I, I, I kind of see it with myself and when, when I was competing and. I'd have other coaches coaching me, but your own coach is, is also involved and, and put a lot of hard work into you
0: know. It's, yeah. Yeah, see, see what you- Do you find, like, did you find, because like, I suppose you kind of jumped around, and uh, not jumped around, but did you, you kind of, you didn't really have that kind of one coach that you started with to, to all the way through. Like, so did you, did you find it hard sometimes jumping around and then sometimes maybe you were training with, obviously, you know, um, uh, Mister Anderson, and then you know maybe Phil Lear is in the, you know Master Lear is in the chair. Did you find that was kind of hard sometimes to adjust or to work with different people or? Um,
1: I was I was quite lucky because, um, well Phil Lear, I sort of, um, he's such a good coach and he he's good with every competitor. He 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 understands them and um tactically knows what's right for them so it, 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 you know, it was quite an easy transition for me to work with someone like that and um, i was always uh, lucky to have a good coach from the beginning with um, Andrew Delaney and then with Darren he he understood me again so and he knew what my um, my strengths were and, and weaknesses so yeah i, I didn't really really struggle and too much yeah okay i'm i'm probably quite as well <laughs> i don't know but quite a simple fighter so um so yeah, yeah so uh, but effective uh, like to of, <laughs> sorry right
0: but effective simple but effective yeah at least
1: simple basics what, what works for me and um, so so yeah i like to think i was i was quite easy to work with yeah
0: i hope so yeah, because personally, I found like that's for myself is a is a big benefit. The fact that like Adrian has been obviously my coach all the time, but then he's also been able to to coach me at these tournaments. So it's like I just have the consistency all the time. It's the same person, wow um, which is a it's it's no, it has been once or twice um, where I've had different coaches and I didn't fully perform there. Like I don't know, it was a it was probably more mental than anything. The fact that you know. Anything that was a chair, but I think I am lucky in that respect. That I train with the same I've trained with the same person all my time and I've had the same person pretty much coach me every time. It's a, I do feel that like that is a big help.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's so good. And, and uh, so was Adrian in in your um, corner for the Welsh
0: in, in I, Ireland. Yeah, all the time. It's only Benadorm He didn't coach me because we had a Louise was competing at the same time, so he ended up, um, coaching Ah. her, which I suppose like I ended up with a different coach and I didn't really perform and I ended up losing first round. But then you can't get too upset because he was working with Louise and she won the world, so I was like, I suppose (laughs) that's that's those are the breaks. And I think my first one, uh, my first tournament in Sweden, he was like Adrian was. We only had one sparring coach, so he coached all the competitors, and um, there would have been Master Cooley. I found like uh, a great coach in that, but just I just prefer Adrian because that's the person I work with all the time. But uh, they are the only two times really at a uh, European or Worlds that I haven't had Adrian coaching me, and um, but yeah, all the other times he he's been there, which has been a help.
1: Uh a pretty
0: good. Good record. Yeah, but then I see some like like Adam Shelley. Then like has, has jumped around, like he just trains with different people. But then like he has never had his own, I suppose, instructor as a coach at a tournament, and has had different coaches like from different times, and still wins. So like like that, I think it just depends, I suppose, on the person, doesn't it? Like you said, like you had a couple of different people. It just depends. Yeah, yeah. Oh good yeah.
1: Yeah. that no, it does depend on the person completely. Yeah. And, um,
0: yeah, it's lucky to have that uh, relationship that you have with, with Adrian. Yeah, that's because... the thing. Like, like he just, he knows me. And I, I find sometimes even just, I don't know if you have it this, time, like if you kind of have the same, the same vocab, like you understand, like when he's talking about a, a, certain t- a certain situation, you kind of have that understanding because you're kind of working off the same hymn sheet, I suppose. Whereas I find sometimes that when you have a different coach, they might be saying what they say to you, like you might take that, that might mean something different to you because you're not used to working with that person. But I think like once you have yeah. that work, if you can work that out and you, you kind of have that kind of understanding, then it, it should be good. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I see in the past that, you know, I have had a cage or two that tells told you to, to do something that that doesn't sort of, um it doesn't work for you, you know? It doesn't, yeah. it, you know, it, when you're back in the corner in the break and he's telling you to do something it's it's hard for you to sort of compute that in your head and how you can do it and so it's important you have someone that that, that knows you as a fighter and um and your strengths definitely yeah. what works for you and yeah. and what works for you to win the fight
0: yeah that's it because even what they're telling you it might be correct but it might be correct for somebody else. Yeah. It might be correct for somebody else. Yeah. It's like it does. It's not going to work yeah. for you. Like you said, it's not going to work for you. It's like it's not that they're telling you what they're telling you isn't. It could be uh, correct. It could work. It just it's not going to work for you. I think kind of is the way it is yeah. sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just understanding your your competitor really. Your...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose just before we finish up, I, uh, I tend to ask uh, everybody if you had to pick, if you had to pick a favorite fighter. Uh, across any sport it could be taekwondo it could be boxing any, any sport if you had to pick a favourite fighter who would you pick?
1: Oh yeah I was, I was thinking about this one before because I've, <laughs> I've heard you ask it um, I was just, like many people have said before it's such a tough ask isn't it because it's, there's, there's, in, if you're just looking at taekwondo which you know is, there's been so many good fighters during my sort of era as well the likes of Neil Ernest was a, a big inspiration for me, and Tom Sparada and such good fighters, um, but then you've got so many different good Polish fighters, from um, Mirosh who I fought in the in the Worlds, my first round in the Worlds in 2007, one of the best fighters I've, I've come up against, for sure, just with his, his movement and, and technical ability. Um, but then also the explosive fighters like Igor Maximenko, I don't know if you yeah, yeah, you yeah. remember him. He was so good, like just great to watch, explosive, so exciting. Um but but I think uh, for me because I, I trained with him day in, day out, I think um my favourite would have to be be Zach. I'm not just obviously I right, I'm a bit biased but <laughs> every fight you watch with him it's just just exciting it's, you know in my opinion the, the best heavyweight that, that there's been and um, and yeah he's just so exciting and so good and relentless really
0: um, yeah yeah I suppose that kind yeah. of package. That sums up his style I think yeah relentless just constantly coming forward like you said what uh, yeah. as, as one at one everything world champion European champion European cup world cup so you won all the you won the four yeah. big ones. So, you know you can't argue. Yeah, on. it's a bit unnoticed, in my
1: opinion. You know, he just um, maybe that's just me. I'm, I hope that's not the case. But
0: um, yeah, might be a good one to actually. almost uh, maybe try and make contact because I think he'd be good to have on the podcast as well. Actually. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Great! Yeah! Yeah. I, must, uh, I, I think let's so. try and reach yeah, out. No, but no, yeah, No, Exactly. Zach is definitely a good pick for uh, your favourite fighter and uh, a one that hasn't been said yeah, I
1: have to say that there's, sorry just before that just and there's been something exciting for, you know I left out some exciting female competitors there as a sort of um, keep growing up sort of watching Julia Cross was um, someone to look up to definitely she she was brilliant just tough as well and um, and then of course you got um, the as well, so she's Katia, so she, yeah, great fighter. Uh, yeah.
0: the
1: list just goes on and on, doesn't it? Jane does, is it does, uh, yeah. certainly Irish of Adam Shelley and Hong, and um, yeah, it's Luke yourself, yeah. and just hard to pick.
0: It's hard to pick one, no, right? I'd say. yeah, it's hard to pick one, and you're kind of picking what you have different people for different reasons, I suppose, different styles, and and that, yeah, it's hard to pick exactly, but um, yeah. Which yeah, look, I think we we'll leave it there. Um, thanks, minute for coming on. I've uh, really appreciated it. Really, really enjoyed the chat. Really enjoyed hearing your story. Thanks
1: for having me. i really, really appreciate it. I, I hope uh, I didn't bore you
0: too much there, but uh, no, that no, was good. Uh, I've enjoyed, I've, I've enjoyed hearing your story, and um, hopefully, we get back to proper training. And uh, like, I, I think we're close to getting back to fully. And like, it's I suppose getting back to competition now might be the next thing that we could look forward to. Yeah, when when
1: do you think you'll be competing? Um. Twenty twenty one, exactly. Yeah, I think so. It's just is that from, uh, from both physical and uh, when they can actually do competitions,
0: or yeah, I think it's from both. I think I'd love to say we'll get a, a one competition in by the end of the year, but I think I'd be very surprised. But uh, but hopefully, fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, well, I'll, um, I'll be uh, I'll be watching. Let's be. let's for the future, mate, and then yeah.
0: Yeah, you too, man. All the best. All the best. Take care, man. Good
1: night.